I am Deborah Abisola, and this is the podcast for the underdogs. My guests and I share our corporate journey as working class professionals, and along the way, we have some fun. Let's get into it, and welcome to Deborah's Corporate Heart Talk. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Corporate Hard Talk with me, Deborah and Bissala. Guys, on today's episode, it's going to be a very interesting one because what I've done is I've gone and convinced my mother, my dear mother, to sit down and talk to me about her career. Now, the funny thing is she doesn't think that she had a great career, but you know what, I've been watching her all my life and I think... <laughs> I think she's done an amazing job with her her personal life and her professional life. And of course my mom, she's like your typical Nigerian mother. I don't feel like we celebrate our Nigerian mothers enough, especially in the black community, you know. Sometimes we just believe mums are just mums, they're just there to just look after children. But this is what corporate heart talk is all about, bringing the people that you would never expect to be on the show. So today I'll be chatting with my mum, but before I bring her on, I just want to express something. And that is just to say that um, growing up with my mum was very interesting. And uh, at some point I was like her personal assistant, you know, I would like, you know, read letters for her. I would sign letters for her. I would go to the bank for her. I was like, I was just like... (laughs) the second mummy, you know, to an extent. But over the years, I watched her just, you know, very slowly and steadily watched her grow. And even sometimes when I think to myself, oh, well, who is she? I always think, you know what? Even if I don't amount to be anything in my life, if I could just take some few skills from her, I'll be really happy. And that skill would be patience. You know, she's a very patient somebody. And I really feel like today I want you to hear from her and um, we'll go into what she has done in her career and at the same time overlapping into raising me and my brother and my sister. Now, just, you know me, I can go on and on, but what I'll just do now, I'll just bring her on and we'll just start the conversation and I really hope you enjoy it. And most importantly, I hope it kind of inspires you to sit down and have a chat with your parents about their life, you know, because, you know, as children, we just see our parents as just mums and dads, but there's something behind them as well. So on this special episode of Corporate Heart Talk, please welcome my mum, Mary Abadirini. <laughs> well, we have to speak louder. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Hi, yeah. well, Thank you so much. You're welcome. So welcome, mummy. How are you? The thing is, we might speak Yoruba as well, because we just like to do that, because um, we're from Nigeria, so we're from a, a, a tribe called Yoruba. So we might speak Yoruba as well. But, Mummy, welcome. How are you? How are you? I just want to learn about you a bit more, just from growing up, right? Okay. Tell us where you're from in Nigeria. I'm from Ikerekit, Nigeria, <laughs> Yoruba. <laughs> Yeah, so the thing about my mom is that she she tells us about this place called Ekiti and oh no, not Ekiti, Ikere, okay. Ikere, the language is Ekiti, yeah, okay, 
I'll be Kere. Uh, okay. She tells she tells us about her hometown, Kere. She doesn't speak very. She's proud of it, but she just believes it's like run down, mommy. You just believe it's not like cool. It's not a cool place to be. Yeah. I don't know, so I want your belief, babe. Queen she you baggy. You know, oh. like you buy them language nice. You buy people study it. Mm. It's a language you study in school. Mm. But our language, I want to study language it mm-hmm. So people treat us. But local, local, local. Basically, yeah, they they're not that they're not like the I want to cool. Hey, I'm to be cool, come so bad, but I want to be so But I will, you know what do. We are proud of our language. You're proud of your language, okay. But what can we do? So let's talk about growing up, you know, in Ikere. Was it like, was it a, a good place? Was it a good community? How was it like growing of up course, there? Of course, it's a good place. It's a good community. Wherever you grow up, of course, it's going to be the best. Mm. Unless you try somewhere else, you mm. understand? So I grew up in Ikere Kiti, which is the best language <laughs> when I was there. And mm. so they are there. And in our community, you know, different level, different level. Some people, their parents, they are rich. Some, they are middle. Like me now, I'm from a Christian home. My mm. dad is a pastor and my mom is a pastor. All we know about is to pray and go to mountain and pray. So that's, is that like a business? Yeah, that's my parents' business. Pastor, <laughs> yeah, that's, that is what we know them to be. And that is where we go up. Mm. I believe it's wake up in the morning, pray. Wake up in the morning, we pray. In the afternoon, we pray. In the evening, we pray. The last prayer, nine. So we have to pray every time. So you you talk to us about like like our grandpa a lot, and you 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 tell us that did he believe in education? Yeah, he believed in education because for him, you know, his parent was unable to send him to school or, or something like that. So he went to go and learn from some people, mm. sit down with them, and they teach him maybe ABC, things like that. So he was able to read and write mm. on his own. He didn't go to school, but he went to go and learn from some of his parents, mm. friends. But did he did he want you to go to school? He wants us to go to. But school. But then you talk about how your whole life was about praying. So how did you have time for school when all your whole life was about praying? Oh my God, we go to school, but my daddy make sure we go to Christian school. Can you even believe it? Our uniform, we have to sew our uniform like a white garment uniform. Mm, white because garment is basically. It's my daddy's uh, church. So you wouldn't wear the school uniform. We wear the school uniform, but we saw it like white garment. Ah, uh-uh. because because my daddy believed that. So like like our uniform is green and white. Mm. So we saw the green long one, and we use white to do cross on our heart, cross. On... <laughs> so wasn't your school uniform different to other children's uniform? No, it's. Is you know that church is a is a it's like a Catholic school. No, it's like a white garment school. Mm. That is their school. So the way my daddy we saw our own is green and white. But my daddy now we sold our uniform. The way that green we saw it like white garment 
The way mm. long one they sew, mm. and they will, will put cross. For those that don't know what white garment is, just like a church. Kerubu uh, and Sarah. Uh, okay, a lot yeah. of people know about white yeah, garment. But some people it's Kerubu and Kearney's. Kerubu and Sarah from church. But because it's green uniform, but now my daddy will try. We change it to the way we sew our white garments. Okay. So, so what mom is saying is that they, they, they have this uniform that's for, that's for church. So their dad made them sew their uniform, uniform. like church uniform. Like, mm-hmm. so, like we are show white garment in I show a lot of white in mm-hmm. So, but uniform white. Is green, mm. but daddy, my daddy now we sew our uniform like white garment yeah. dress. Everybody don't do their uniform long. Yeah, but, but yours our own long. long, and the, we need to go to the school, and my daddy will go there. This is how my children's uniform will be, and they will accept. Wow, okay. so, so it was quite powerful. Yes. Okay, so when you went to school, what were like your what was like your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject. <laughs> my favorite subject is uh, religion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Religion studies. Is religion that because of your study. dad? Because that's at least if they ask questions about Bible in class, I'll be able to answer. Mm. So I, I was so interested in that mm. religion study. So that was my best subject anyway. Did they beat you? Of course, even my daddy beat me. They beat you in school as well. Yeah, of course. If you late to school, they will beat you. If you don't come to school, they will beat you. So but sometimes my daddy will follow me and tell them that she took me. To, he took me to the mountain. Mountain to go and pray. So that's why I couldn't come to school today. Mm. So they know us in that school that. But your pastor shouldn't. Okay. Pastor. So when you was growing up, then what were the things you know that you thought that you could be? Like then, back then, to be honest with you, maybe because some of my, my, you know, you know, I told you about one of my friends that his mom is the head, uh, head teacher mm. in school. They always dress nice. They wear bata shoes. They wear nice things because their mommy is the principal of the school. Mm. They dress nice. So I always feel like I want to be a teacher like this. Mm, so that you know when you are a teacher now, they don't flog you. Mm. But you also said something about farming to me before. Yeah, because because of the school, that's why I said. But in our community, when we finish school on Friday, all my friends will go and meet their father in the farm. Mm. But I, I like doing it. But because we, we don't do it. Mm. So I like to go to the farm. Even sometimes to run to my friend, I want to follow them to the farm. Mm. My daddy will not allow me. But why? Because he believed that his own job is prayer. Why do you have to be going to farm? Because mm. he doesn't go to farm. Understand? Mm. But in our area, then farm is the most important thing. That's how people make their money. They will go and do uh, cocoa. They will go and do all this. Um, this farming something they will have agriculture. Money. Agriculture. That's okay, they will have money from it. Go all this thing they have money from, but we we have our own money from church. Mm, okay, so when you went through the education system a bit more, what other type of job did you wanted to do? Because I didn't stay long in Nkere, I didn't even finish my current season in Nkere. Mm. So I don't. I left Nkere very early. 
But did you you said you wanted to be a nurse at some point? Yeah, that was when I started secondary school. Okay. When I left Ikere. So, I secondary school in uh, Ife. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's when I start from there. I've completed my primary school. When I completed my primary school, then I went to secondary school in Ife. So when I left Ife now, I went to Jebode. That was where I completed my secondary school. So there you wanted... That was when I decided to be a nurse. When I was nurse. And you were good at science? Yeah, I was good in science. Really? I did physics, chemistry, and biology. Wow. But sometimes, mommy, you said that you had to cram everything. <laughs> no, what I cram... Yeah, I cram uh, chemistry and uh, Muslim uh, Quran. Kew. Wow. I do Muslim uh, religion. So, but we have to write in Arabic. And you could do it? I could do it. Wow. Can you do it now? No. Forgot. Oh. Okay, that's it, just I didn't know you could write, write Arabic. They write, we write, they write in English for us to translate it to Arabic. Mm. So, when I look at it properly and I remember where I read, I'll just cram it. Where I say my book in Arabic, I write it down. At the end, I pass. Oh, you pass. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So, when you've done all of that, it would be quite interesting to know from your perspective at some point, growing up, around you, people around you, what, you know, like us now, the way we grew up here, at some point it was everybody, nurse, NHS, mm. doctor, mm. lawyer. When you were growing up, by the time you finished your secondary school, that type of stuff, what kind of jobs and things did you see back then that you really envied that you thought you could be? Yeah, I want to be a nurse because the way they dress in Nigeria, when you see the nurse people dress in Nigeria, you want to be like them. How do they dress? They will dress white, white, and they will put a cap, a cap on, and they, they look beautiful. And they are respected. And they are respected. And their shoe will be making us. Uh, oh, mommy's like, is it like the Sohadu Koko Yeah. Mommy, that song is not really right, though. Why? Okay, so basically, that song, basically, I'll sing it for you guys. And it says, Which means your shoes will make noise. Because, of course, if you're from a corporate environment, yeah? You do your work properly. But that's not true. There's a lot of people that study that. They don't that was then. Believe That's how I believe. Even then, people that don't study, they don't even have shoe. So if you have education and you are able to buy shoe, you want to... You want to behave like a European people. You want to wear nice shoes. Mm. You want to work like English people. Okay. That is the meaning. Let me explain that song a bit more. Basically saying that because... Yeah, I don't know how people will mean it, but that's how I believe anyway. Yeah. It means like if you're in a good job, in a, if, you, if you're in a good... A good professional job. Good professional job. You're not going to be... Study. You wear nice shoes, isn't it? Mm, yes. That makes noise. Mm. So that's a cool, cool... Cool, you know, like that noise. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, yes. not boom, boom. But I rather do co ka to baka wave. But I rather do co I want to jelly, but I want to do co ka Oh, man, do mommy. But listen, I want to. Then, I don't know now, because I'm a penny, I'm a yaw But I want to do co ka But then, it's something like yaw yaw You work for it, you sweat for it. 
Okay, we've gone a bit too political there, but yeah, what my mom is saying is that she just wanted to be a nurse so she could wear, basically, she could dress smart and yeah. just be. Yeah. And you're a pretty lady as well, mommy. So I'm mm, sure you'd have been, you. you'd have been beautiful. Okay, so okay, oh, like nurse. What other jobs do, did you think back then? Yeah, me then. I think about being being a teacher, being a nurse. Yeah, because I know that even when I pick my subject, I want to be a doctor or all this. But when I get into the class, I know this thing is hard. It's hard, like medicine. So I can't cope with this thing because most of my chemistry, I cram it. This is, I cram it. So if I go to uni, how am I going to handle this? Yeah. And the books are just so big that the way I by the time I open one page, I say, even I even regret to go into that class. Wow. Because my Mac was okay, the science class, everybody was, what subject I do? Physics, chemistry, and biology. Oh. So I'm going to show off for me. Show off for me. What, 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 is your, what subject are you doing? Physics, chemistry, biology. Physics, people that are doing home economics, commercial. Real meaning too much advertising. Them, look at them like rubbish. Uh-uh. You don't know anything. Olodo basically means dumbo. Yes. And you have a typing, you have a admin. So you just wanted to do science and then Yeah, uh-huh. I wanted to do the science but it goes wrong. It goes wrong. <laughs> the brain doesn't cast the brain trying to copy some people but but it's interesting that you said that. Let let's go now. Let's fast forward now because as much as you wanted to be, a, so you wanted to be a nurse. So you've always have you? Do you see yourself as a caring person? Because nursing is a caring job, or you don't think? Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward to you leaving Nigeria. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. cut a lot, but let's fast forward to you leaving Nigeria and coming to the UK. What was your first challenge? In terms of work, like what was the first challenge that you faced when you came to the UK? One of the first few things you did when you came here, you did me new jobs. Housekeeping job. Yeah. Those were really hard, you very, said. Very, very hard. But at, some, but at some point, you went back to school. Yeah, when I came to the UK, I went back to school. And what did you study? I studied English. Okay. So let's talk about. So you went to learn English again. Why? Because you speak English in Nigeria. Nigeria is an English-speaking country. Yeah, but my English in Nigeria, not really English. <laughs> <laughs> my it's broke. It was even pidgin English. Hold on. Let's talk about the education system. I said the education system is not good because if you went to school in Nigeria up to a point, why would your English not be good? Should you rebel my thing? Call away, I be English. <laughs> English nothing call, but me, Really? Just say, okay, yes. That's why there's one song they used to teach us wherever you go, wherever you be, do not say yes when you mean. To say no, and most cases I say yes when I need to say no because I don't understand. So when I get to this country, they say I will do. I will say yes. Mommy, so <laughs> they say oh, I will say yes. This one, 
No. I just remember that some the teachers. And sometimes I'll say something and they'll be looking at me. Do you understand what we are saying? I feel yes. And okay. don't forget here, even the way they speak so fast, sometimes you don't understand what you they're understand saying. What they're but saying. instead of me to say I don't understand, I don't want to feel that I'm dumb. I will say yes, I understand. Mm. At the end, I always put myself into trouble. Mm, okay. So that's why I decided to go to start English, to know it properly, so that I don't miss it up. I don't say yes when I'm supposed to say no, and mm. I just say no when I'm supposed to say yes. Okay, that's interesting. So when you did... Okay, just quickly, let's pause for a minute. You know, with everything that's going on in Nigeria right now, all the negativities, yeah, let's, let me get your opinion about it. You would you went to, like, a government school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, normal school. Was the quality good, or do you think the quality was bad? The quality was good then. Back then, back okay. then, in that time when you yes. was going to school. You know, the quality was good, which the, there are some of us that we are dumb. We don't know anything. <laughs> so, we don't make use of the opportunity. It's true now, because uh, even when we were, I mean, what about those people who were in the same class? Most of them were doctors now. Mm. They are doing good. They are doing great. But well, there's some of us that we all do. Mommy, when I go to school, when I come back and I, and my daddy says, "Where's your result?" And I give my result. My daddy says, "Ah." So all the class, they're the one that pack it. <laughs> How many of you in the class? I said, we are 30. So what is your position now? I might be like 20, 22 positions. That's not bad. How about when somebody came first, second, third? My daddy will say, the person that came first, is your father have two pennies <laughs> that I don't have? How come you come from, you can't even stop at 10, third, and now you came 20 something. So we all do. So that time, some people that are brilliant, mm. they are, they achieve a lot, and it was really good. Mm. But all of us were not the same. But all I know, all I know is about prayer, see vision, dreaming. <laughs> That's my own thing. Okay, all right. So you did your English, and you passed, I guess. You did well. You mean here? Yeah. Yeah. I passed. And then what else did you do? I went for teaching assistant. Okay, how was that? It was really good. And I finished it. I did that for two years. Yeah, I did that for one year. So teaching assistant was like basically being able to help children in classes. In class to support. When the teacher teach, you know there's some children that they don't listen. They say, oh, miss, what did me say? Mm. So we as an assistant, we go to them, we listen to the teacher, and we tell the children, this is what the teacher said, because the teacher cannot answer all of them. Okay. So that's why the teaching assistant has to listen to what the teacher is teaching. So if any children is missing it, you go to the children, I explain to the children. Mm. So. And then you also did, um, what else you do? Child minding? I did my, after my teaching assistant, I did child minding. So with my child minding, very, very interesting. That is why I believe that it's part of the care in, uh, in, in me. And then it's really good. It's about 
is about um, welfare, safety and welfare of children, children. which are very, very important mm. and um, which are really enjoying doing. And I'm still doing it now. Okay. So I think it's time for me to tell you what I feel about you quickly. <laughs> I saw you from when I was young. You've always just do something. Even sometimes you go and sign yourself up mm-hmm. for IT course. Yes. You go and sign up. I said, Mommy, do you even know what you're doing? Said, Let me just go and sit down there. I will pick something. Sometimes. And I think I learned that from you, that sometimes you can just put yourself somewhere. Even if it's just one thing you would pick. Mm-hmm. I've always really admired that about you, Mommy. Yeah. Like, I believe that it's, they always tell us when we were back on this, once opportunity lost, we might not be able to again. So I don't believe in that. Yeah, to me, that's it. Because if something is if commercial, it's not right. To you have to take back on shit. Oh, the man, the opportunity like to share money. Okay, what do you do? You got to share during pandemic in Kokoi. My accountant was able to put my task return on. My mom is done. She's picked up a lot of opportunities that way. So that's what I'm saying. Just quickly, mommy, you did English, teaching assistant, child minding. Which one has been your favorite? Um, my child minding. Child minding. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about being a registered child minder. Because you're a registered child minder. Mm-hmm. And also with that, you also work in school mm-hmm. as a teaching assistant. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes something that is either somebody's a registered child minder or their teaching assistant. Mm-hmm. Talk to me how you was able to do the two. Because you literally do two jobs. Yes. You're a registered child minder mm-hmm. and you're a teaching assistant. Yes. That's very impressive, I yeah, think. Yeah, because the two... How did you... The two work together. Because self-guiding is under teaching assistance. Self-guiding is still under child minding. Mm. It's all about children mm. and the early year and the... All this, you understand? When we are talking about safeguarding, you are talking about abuse, child abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, uh, all this, you know, mm. abuse, abuse, abuse. So it's still under children. Okay. So for any mother that's listening to this, you know, a young mother, because mm. you raised us from, you know, from mm. when we were kids. Mm. If a young mother is listening to this, has three children, mm-hmm. trying to just figure it out, what advice would you give that young mother? How did you do all of this mm-hmm. with having a home and raising three children? The, the advice I can give to them is that all these children, they are all unique children. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to come to their level. You know the children, they are different behavior. No, no, no. What I mean is that how did how was you able to learn child minding, have a child minding business, mm-hmm. and also be able to work in school mm-hmm. whilst raising your own children? How did you juggle everything? Yeah, that's what I'm saying now is that if you are living with your own children mm. and you and you, you want to work with children, mm. you know. You have to study everything together. Mm. Because if you can look after other... If you cannot look after your children, you cannot look after other people's children. So when you are under uh, safeguarding all this, you have to mix everything together. Mm. Work work, um, 
hand in hand. Hand in hand, liaise yes, with your own children and liaise yes, with the parents of the children you are looking, looking after. after. So you need to make sure you come to the level of the children, mm. your own children and other people's children mm. under the safeguarding issue. Okay, that's a good one. What I want to ask you now is that you you run you still run your child minding business. Yeah. How did you do it? Like, what does it entail? If there's anybody listening to this, because my friends are going think about what conversation or anything. Yeah. Sorry, I'm speaking in your bag again. Mm-hmm. I just want more because it's just easier sometimes. Um, advice. Well, what advice can you give the person that wants to become a registered child minder? Okay. To run because you've been running your child minded business for how many um, years? Ten, fourteen years. Now, yeah, she's been running child minded business for fourteen years. What does it entail? How can they go about it? Yeah, because first of all, you go for the course. Yeah, what is the course? Child minded course. You go on MVQ one, two, three, and you go to a um, child minded. Foundation. Child Money Foundation. That's right. So, the Greenwich Run, I went yeah. to Greenwich College. So, we're, we're based in Greenwich Borough, so other boroughs will have their yeah, own. Yeah. So, just call them, you want to do a child minder. They will ask you to come for training for like six weeks. When we did our, it was just six weeks training. Six weeks. Is it longer now? I think it's longer now. Mm. And even most of it now, you do it online. online yeah. So, make it easier. So, after I did that, then... After you know, when I did the teaching assistant, so I went for child minder. Okay. So they both work together. together yeah. So all the subjects are still under the same curriculum. curriculum. So you see, if you do about teaching, what you see about teaching, that's what you see about child minder. Mm. It's only the age difference. Different. If you do early year, you this way you have to be earlier than the other one. Yeah. Understand? So. Teaching in the school and do early year is a nearly the same thing, but different way to handle it. Because, okay. like, children like 0 to 5 or 0 to 8, you should be able to Money. maneuver with it with early ones. So, that's just it. So, you've done virtual child minding, and then also let's talk about being a teaching assistant. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a teacher? <laughs> yeah, actually, I wanted to be a teacher before. Okay. When I finished teaching assistant and I started teaching one, so I just said, oh, why am I wasting my time? Yeah. I can easily go and do child minder. Yeah. At the same time, but I'm still working in the school as well. Now mm. I work as a teaching assistant in the school and I work as a child minder. So if I don't have children in the house, then I go to the agency and work as a teaching assistant. Okay. That's a good one. Everything is still under, under children. children. So let's just say somebody is listening to this now and they're thinking, I want to be called child minder, but I need to decorate my house, I need to buy a new sofa, I need to do this, I need to turn my house into a crash. Is it that hard or is it simple? It's simple, it's not hard. You don't even need to go into any depth because of this. What you just need to do, when you go for your training with child minder, they will even tell you all this, what you need, you can go to fairly use. And get your toys. So far, they are clean. clean. And even you buy them finished, you can clean it yourself, wash them in soap, and bring it home and decorate your room. You don't need to turn the old house 
to nursery. Okay. Like me, I use my living room. Yeah. And that's where I put the bed as well. Yeah. For to, the baby. For the baby to sleep. So my room is not for child mother. Just my living room for my job and only Monday to Friday. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you something personal now because some people are listening to this like, okay, what's the money like? <laughs> it's your business. You can charge whatever you want to charge. Okay, so so if the parents come and they look at your place and they love it, if you want to, if you say you want to be charge, charging three hundred pounds per child, it depends. Per day or per week? Per week. Per week. Okay. It depends. So if the parent is happy about it, why not? Okay, that's true. But if some parents can't afford it, and they say, oh, this is what we can't afford. And, go, and government has even make it easier now. Mm. So you just tell them, this is where my, I want my child to go. This is how much the child might be charged. Mm. And they cannot tell you to reduce your price because if the parent, if, the, if they ask you that you have to reduce the price, this is where my children wants to come. Mm. And they like it. So, it's your mm. job. Charge whatever you want to charge. So far, the parents is happy. The children are happy. And your and the environment is learning environment. And they are enjoying it. Why not? Mm. What about um, Austin? Because we had a lot of Austin. Because the thing about this job is you have to be Austin registered, right? Yes. yes. I don't like Austin. <laughs> Yeah, why you don't like Austin? Because Austin I just, mean, I just remember when they come, we have to tidy up. Yeah, we have to do yeah everything. because they want everything to be up to standard. They don't want children to come here and start falling sick. What's the, what's the best Austin grade you've ever had? The best one? Good. Good, yeah. Any tips for dealing with Austin for anybody that's listening? Yeah, just if they come to your house, just do what they ask you to do. Mm. They just ask you, you have to do this, you have to do this. Go for your trainings and make sure you don't miss all the trainings. Mm. When you're doing the training, you'll be perfect. Mm. But if you, if you are trying to avoid the training, that's where the problem will come. And the officer come and they ask you questions you cannot answer. Mm. So that means and you are not up to standards. And you've done a lot of other courses as well, like first aid, yes. sigmen. And you always do all these things. You just wake yeah, up on a Saturday, you're gone. Yes, because you need to. Mommy, I'm not going to I'm actually, we do first aid course. We do a safeguarding and uh, children matter. Mm. Any final tips for anyone that wants to become a registered childminder or teaching assistant? Yeah, I think it's the best job because if you are training your own children and you are doing this job, you'll be able to handle your children. And it really helps me a lot. Because mm. when I was doing my teaching assistant, I realized that you have to come into the level of your child. Mm. If your child is doing anything bad or anything you think is not good, come calm the child down, talk to the child. So you talk together like one of my daughter now. That one she always do blue hair, blue hair, blue hair. <coughs> when we first started, I was fighting with her. I was causing her why are you changing your color of your hair? So there was one lady that was asking one question in the class. He said, Look. If you don't want trouble for yourself, whatever your child wants comes to a level. If it's not good, advice her it's not good. You've run your um, child minding business. You've done the um, teaching assistant. And at some point, what happened, mommy? You then decided that you wanted to go to university. 
Yes. What brought that on? Because most of my friends I left in Nigeria, they graduate. Said you said, do you use copper? I said, and I said the opportunity that we can go to adult school. Why not? Let me go and join them. Do you not feel ashamed going to adult school? I'm, I wasn't feeling ashamed because I really want to do it. I really, really want to do it. It was when we were doing teaching lessons and they said, well, you can still go further. But mommy, you did English at Greenwich and then you did another course at Bexley. Yeah, the course I did in Bexley, the English I did in Greenwich was the one like... Uh, basic. Basic. So then I went to Bexley to do the English so that I'll be able to enter into the uni. Mm, okay, well. So what I'm trying to ask you is, do you not feel weird going to adult school or you believe that it doesn't matter? I feel weird, but when I got there, I saw some people that are even, they're even better than me and they're there. So Did you see I, young people there as well? I saw young people there, but I feel sorry for some young people there. They just <laughs> came there to come and waste their time. Why? <laughs> they didn't finish. Left. Some of them will be smoking in the class, they'll be talking to the teacher, but me, I know the reason why I'm there. Mm. You understand? Look at that, my friend that came here that day to come my Ibo. We met there. Yeah. We met in the clinic. After that, she went to go to uni. After that, she did his master's. See? So let, let, let's talk about that thing you've just said that you felt like a lot of people that you went to school with in Nigeria, they graduated. They yes, did and I feel inferior. You, you was it like a complexity? Like, yes. But it doesn't matter. You, you're in the UK or you're... Uh-huh. You've traveled, you've left, does it... Like, why are you bothered? Or was you jealous of me and Emmanuel because we graduated? No, it's not that jealous of me and Emmanuel. It's an opportunity and I'm not and paying if, for it. But you just, are going to pay for it. I know, I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. But it's not like in Nigeria that you have to pay the money before you go to school. Mm. But for here, they will pay you, then you pay it later. Mm. Which makes sense. Okay. So that's why I said, oh, why not? Let me go for it. I've done the English that they said they need. So then I apply. So what course did you? I did event and entertainment. So why why event and entertainment? Why didn't you go into child minding and teaching? I can see that I've been in child minding, children, children issue every time. So I just feel like, oh, if I decide to go back home, mm. I can start my own business. I either I can start start nursery or do event. So, I will not put my egg in one, one basket. basket. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. And how was it going to university? It was really nice. You miss new people, new group of friends. You loved social- them. You loved yeah, this Yeah, socializing, moving around, my dressing, keep on changing. I dress like a pool mom, pool <laughs> grandma. And then, yeah, it was fine. But, um... Was the course really hard? How did you... The course wasn't really hard from the beginning, but when you get to the second year, to the third year, oh, my God. <laughs> I nearly wants to give up. Yeah. I, really want, I nearly wants to give up, but I thank God I was able to finish it. Mm. And today, I'm confident about myself, mm. and I love myself. Before, I always think, I cannot do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, but now... The boldness is there. Mm. I can't even talk. Before, I can't even talk in the presence of people. Always really? shy to Always talk. Shy. Um, let me ask you a question. Cause like, let's go back to the beginning. 
You know, at the beginning. beginning. No, at the beginning, you were saying that you was in this place, Ikere, mm -hmm. thinking about farming. Yes. Then coming here, trying to understand the language. Mm -hmm. Then, when you've done all of these things, the teaching assistant, the degree and everything, at what point did you feel like, do you know what? I think I'm okay. You know, there's a point, I don't know if you've gone through that, mommy. There's a point you just think, you know, I'm not bad. Me bad, me bad, ah. me bad. <laughs> there's a point too. There was, at what point did you feel that way with everything that you've done? It was when I went for interview for teaching assistant. Mm. I went for the interview for the job. When I wanted to go, I was scared. Ah, am I going to get this job? How am I going to do it? And I went there. The lady goes, oh, yeah, I'm here for the job. Oh, hello, Mary. How are you? I said, I'm fine. And you too, yes. I dress smart. Corporate, corporate. Corporate, corporate. But I'm going to the lady saw me like this, and he said, what, what course did you do? I said, oh, my MVP3 teaching assistant. Oh, can I see your certificate? I give my certificate. She asked me one question or two or three questions. I give the answer. Pam. And they're like, oh, Mary, thank you so much for coming. Do you want a coffee or oranges? Or, or I don't mind. Can I have oranges, please? He gave me oranges. We started chatting and and he started telling me my, the, my salary. And he said, do you, when do you want to start work? I said, as soon as possible. Do you want wow. to resume Monday? I said, yes. That's how he just did the contract and he gave me the letter that got the job. What? And I come out from that place. I said, am I the one that did this? By interview or what? Oh my God, wow. I was so happy that day. Because when I was going, I was shaking. I'm not going to answer the question. And you know, why well, I just believe that when you know something, you know, you know it. it. Yeah. So when you ask the first question, I answer the second question, and I answer. By the time you say, so, man, I don't need to ask this. At least I believe you. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. So that's good. Yeah. Um, let's go back to um when you graduated because we you graduated two thousand and nineteen, last year. Yeah. Yeah. How was that for you, mommy? Cause okay. I was so proud of you. Okay. Me and Esther, we were there. How did you feel? What was going through your mind? Yeah. You had the gown and the hat. Yeah. You did your makeup, mommy. Awesome. You did. You ever did your makeup, Sha? <laughs> but I was going to show me goodbye and luxury graduation. You I did, do. you did party makeup. You mm. did party. We did too much. I do you know how many of us it was to too uni? much, do mommy? Do you know how many people start the uni? How many? Do you know how many people finish it? But mommy, it's not fashion parade. Like it's not you... fashion parade. I'm just celebrating myself. Okay, mom. For me to do that, I cannot believe it. Even to today, I'm still giving God the glory. When they called you, it's walking really slow. What if you rush? Ah, it's my day now. I should have been rushing. <laughs> I did the job and I uh, just to uh, I was smashing up and down. <laughs> it's Mary. Mm. But how Mary. did you feel? I felt so happy. I felt great. I thank God. I was so happy. I don't even know because I'm such an emotional person. And because I don't want to cry that day, I just say, Look, you just take your picture, do your fashion parade. Take your certificate. <laughs> and I give God all the glory. And do this really help me a lot. <laughs> and anybody can do it because what I can just say now is that don't 
don't bring yourself down. Mm. Don't say you cannot do it. If somebody like me can come to this country and go to school and go to university and graduate and have my children here and look at Nina and my children, we all graduate. <laughs> I graduate, you graduate. So nobody can say nobody anything can anymore. Say. No, no, no. We're all graduates. We're all graduates. So like, I will soon go for my master anyway. Uh-huh. Yes. I need to finish everything now. <laughs> Just stop like that. So you read your master's, you read your PhD. I don't. I'm a queen, doctor, mommy, very Yes, <laughs> doctor, mommy, be. And okay. now soon I'm going to Jerusalem. Ah, okay, yeah, so. okay. Anyway, that's my mom for you guys. Um, okay, mommy, we're getting to the end of the conversation now. Okay. And I think I've had a really great time talking to you. Oh, I, thank you, Bissala. Thank you so much. And um, the last question I want to ask you is that with everything that you have done. If you had to give somebody, even let's just say, imagine somebody who is starting the journey that you have already done. Mm. Somebody in Nigeria trying to move to the UK, that kind of stuff. Or anybody, even me, because I learned a lot from you. What is the one career advice that you could give anybody? Well, I can give anybody now, I said. Don't let anybody discourage you. Mm-hmm. Maybe your friend, maybe your husband, maybe anybody. Do what you want to do mm. because you cannot stay in one place. Mm. You cannot be stuck in one place. Do what you think will make you happy, and you and your children will see and they'll be happy about you. You understand? Because this life. You just need to do something that will make you happy. And don't let anybody bring you down. Don't even allow it at all. Especially as women. As a woman, do that what make you happy. Do something that will make you stand on your feet. Men, oh, don't okay. let them mess up your this life. This is not a relationship podcast. No, I said men. <laughs> men, as in men. Your friend. Oh. Even some children might even discuss, Mommy, you can't do it. So tell her, I can't do it. What do you mean? I can't do anything. Your children are not discouraging. I'm just saying generally. Because when I said men, you said I shouldn't be talking about relationship. That's why anybody (laughs) should not discourage you. And don't think because somebody brings you to this container and because of that you will not do what you're supposed to do. Do it. When opportunity lost, that's it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything in Yoruba for the Akiti people? Hey, Yara, Yara, Kate Akiti, eh? Mama, do you want to say anything? Hmm. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to stand down there and you didn't do anything, you need to do something. Mm-hmm. To make you better in your life. If you're shouting about your children, shout on yourself, self. This country, you need to achieve something good. Anywhere in the world. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, in the world. Because this country is mine. 
It's your country. It's my country. Okay, Bobby. Um, this is this podcast has been really great. Um, I've learned so much, and it's just been nice to hear your story again from another angle. Because of course, my mom, I know everything about her, and you know, but mommy, I just want to say thank you. Actually, no. So well done. You've done really oh, well. Thank you. Really so proud of you, and sure. um, we look forward to more, more of mommy B. We call her yeah. mommy B. But thank you so much. And um, I just want to say, you know, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, if you if you are interested in childminding and you need some help, just yeah. message me. I can introduce you to my mum. She can give you some tips. You know, she's been doing this for a while now and you can learn a thing or two. Mummy, thank you. Continue thank to you, do Sarah. the thank best you, you can well do. Done. So guys, I'm free now. Yeah, mom, you are free now. (laughs) That is it today on this episode of Corporate Hard Talk. I really hope you've learned a thing or two from my guest today, Mary Abadurin, who happens to be my mother. AKA Mommy B. AKA Mommy B. But guys, um, like I always say, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you're at. But all I can say is keep going and your big break is around the corner Mm. until next time goodbye thank you for listening to deborah's corporate hard talk you can visit my website at www.deborah.tech follow me on all social media platforms at deborah's hard talk and to get involved in all the conversations please hashtag deborah's hard talk and remember guys Keep going and your big break is around the corner. Until next time, bye-bye.